0: Hello and welcome to the Kabe Podcast. So today we have Suli and Maina joining me for this episode. And we're going to chat about movies and TV shows, particularly the TV show Alice in Borderlands. So welcome to the Kabe Podcast, Suli and
1: Maina. Hi everyone, my name is Maina and I'm from Kenya. I enjoy watching TV shows and anime and having a chance to talk about it is something I can't turn down. So I'm excited to talk about it. And Alice in Borderland is one of my favorite TV shows at the moment. So yeah, let's begin. And thank you,
2: Shasta, for inviting me. And nice to meet you, Mina. Uh My name is Sidley and uh, I'm honored to join on this episode. Like I love watching movies, series, animes, you name it. I can watch them all day. And yeah, I'm really looking forward to this conversation. Yeah, thank you for joining us here. So let's get started.
0: So I know both of you really enjoy movies and TV shows but um, what movies or TV shows in particular would you say? Like what kind of genre or anything in particular you would recommend?
1: So I have a pretty uh, wide range of things that I watch but if I was to narrow down the shows that I watch I'd say thriller and anime (laughs) even though that may seem conflicting those are two genres I really enjoy so do you have a recommendation though like thriller like you said thriller and anime those are very contrasting so for thriller recommendations i'd say alice in borderland is a thriller and i would also say black mirror is a thriller series that i genuinely enjoy watching and anime at the moment i'm watching one piece i'm a couple of hundred episodes in still have a, a lot more to go and another anime i'd say hunter hunter is something that i enjoy Right, I like think that's pretty vast. Like
0: one piece in particular, they're like I guess like almost 1000 episodes. So Yeah. Yeah, it's going to take a while. It's going to take a while. What about Celine?
2: For me as well, like Mina, I can watch anything and everything, but to again narrow it down, I love anime, but like if I go into anime it's going to take a whole day. Uh but for movies and series, I'm currently watching a lot of japanese movies like japanese rom-coms and here's the thing with japanese rom-coms they are mostly adapted from shojo mangas so it's pretty hilarious to watch the movies because it's a little cringy but i enjoy it i love the cringe and uh, i i have been reading a lot of shojo manga since my high school days so it's like a combination of both i can practice my japanese hearing and like watch the cringe. But also, uh, recently I watched uh, Hometown Cha-Cha-Cha. That's a K-drama. That's not a Japanese movie. And I loved it. Okay. Uh, I have watched many K-dramas. But here's the thing. I'm not very committed to watching a 16 episodes. And each episode are like one and a half hour episodes. Usually, I don't finish any K-dramas. But I know how the ending uh, turns out to be. But for this, this was like the first K-drama which I watched from the starting the end and it was so good it was so good like every day I used to text my roommate we were watching it together now she's she was somewhere else and I used to send send her all these um, posts and memes about how the characters are so I won't be giving any spoilers but like the story is so simple so sweet and so cute and it's kind of a relatable love story because it's not that out of reality where you know the girls fall and the boy is always there to carry her. It's just the opposite, so it's pretty relatable. And the scenery, you know, the backgrounds, uh, the background music, the soundtrack was amazing. Like everything was just perfect. Sorry, I can go on and on, but yeah, for me, it was hometown cha cha cha. So I will tell everyone to watch that at least once. It's a very feel good series. Feel good series, more than romance. Yeah.
0: it seems like you're really into like the romance sojo genre. So maybe you could like define the
2: sojo genre. For shojo, shoujo basically in Japanese means, I think, little girls or like girls or the tweens, teens era. Mm. So it's like, okay, shoujo mangas are way out of reality, okay? They don't actually, that won't happen to us in real life. It's just, you know, like high school love where, you know, you're just out of reality. You have no touch with reality and you just, you know, dream about the Prince Charming coming. But yeah, shoujo mangas are pretty uh, basically targeted towards, you know, teens and high school girls and i'm still reading it it's like a guilty pleasure of mine but yeah it's a good pastime i would say pastime and Jap- there are so many japanese movies based on these shoujo mangas so don't like take these mangas lightly because many people watch them but yeah hometown Cha-Cha-Cha is not a shojo manga based series it's um feel good slice of life i would say yeah
0: okay all right Yeah. So I think it was really interesting because you guys um, are into such a wide variety of TV shows or movies. And I find it really interesting, particularly because it's not all Hollywood. The Hollywood industry um, is probably the most popular in the world. So what about um, movies from your countries or from your areas? For example, Sulis from India. So what are your thoughts on Bollywood?
2: Yeah, like uh, I've been watching Bollywood movies since like I was a kid and I think everyone knows. I think even mine and Shasta, like Bollywood movies are like huge productions with five uh, musicals. Like people have to dance. Uh, usually a boy meets girl. They fall in love. Family don't like them. The boy fights and wins the girl. It's usually like that. And it used to be enjoyable. But I feel like since past 10 years, there has been like a repeat cycle of like, uh, for example, I would say, a particular actor called Salman Khan. Uh, he's been doing the same... The Salman Khan <laughs> slander. Like, we call him... Like, there are so many meme pages about him and we call him the Salmon boy, you know, in a funny way. And, like, he's been doing the same type of movies for the past 10 years and people have been watching those movies. It's not like the movies are being flopped. They're like like million dollar box office rates. Like, they get a lot of money. and. Even the people say, oh, Bollywood movies are just like, their standards are so low. People watch them, that's why they're making them. But yeah, recently there have been some progressive changes. Uh, There have been some movies made on progressive issues. But yeah, I feel Bollywood is just one industry in India and there are many other regional movie industry that people should also look into. Bollywood, of course, is more mainstream for people to enjoy. It's like the marvel of bollywood so like bollywood you go there for having fun you forget your stuff but most of the time nowadays you won't get any good movies out of them but there are some really good ones so you need to uh do your research before watching that
0: yeah i agree because like i'm from nepal so bollywood was like really big deal and i think it still is in nepal right now but i remember watching a lot more bollywood movies growing up And like you said, I think the regional movies, like indie movies particularly, um, they're winning awards and they're garnering popularity as well. So that's pretty good. So moving on, how about Maina?
1: I'd say Bollywood isn't really um, mainstream in Kenya. Uh, There's a pretty big uh, Indian community in Kenya. And so we share some of uh, Indian culture, but mainly it's the food. So we eat chapati, we eat samosa, and we claim it's Kenyan. So, if you come to Kenya, we'll fight you if you say it in the end. And movie-wise, we don't really uh, watch Bollywood movies. I'd say we mainly watch Western movies and uh, Nollywood movies, which are movies from Nigeria. Yeah, Nigerian
0: movies. Like, Nollywood has a big platform as well. So, how would you uh, characterize Nigerian movies? Because um, I don't think Sui and I have seen any, right? Well...
1: Describing Nigerian movies uh, is a bit difficult, but I'd say they are action-based. They have some fantasy aspect to them. There's romance involved, and that can be in one movie. All those themes could be in one movie. And some movies can be three hours long, which is, um, keeps you entertained for a while. And a lot of TV shows back home, in the, like five years ago, used to show more Nigerian content than local Kenyan content and so I'd say Nigerian movies have become very prevalent in Kenya and that also includes now their music and just their culture so I'd say Nollywood movies are pretty mainstream back home
0: oh yeah that's pretty cool I think it's really good that all these non-hollywood movies and regional movies are gaining more popularity I think outside of our own home countries or outside of our regions east asian cinema particularly has been the most popular. Like for example, movies like Parasite, like they're gaining like American mainstream uh, popularity as well. Okay, so what are your thoughts on that? I feel like personally, it's really good because these other countries are also getting a lot of resources. They have better reputation now. So um, cinema can flourish beyond American or European um, fields. And there's better accessibility for the audience with like subtitles and streaming services. But I'm also kind of wary about Um, having to fit into the Hollywood mold or pandering to a wider audience. Mm -hmm. Like, for example, like Crazy Rich Asians, I think it's a Hollywood movie, but like, I think the entire cast was filled with Asian characters and actors. But even that movie had a lot of criticism because Asia was seen as a monolith and there was the erasure of, um, you know, non-Chinese Singaporeans. So, yeah, I'm kind of wary about that because, you know, we have to kind of fit into that mold to gain popularity. Right, right.
1: I'd also say uh, one of the reasons I think East Asian cinema has grown is because the movies and series concentrate on the characters and not the actors playing those characters. I'd say with Western cinema, if you know uh, big name celebrities playing this character, you're like, oh, that's just, um, for example, Will Smith. That's Will Smith. You don't see him in the character that he's playing. But in East Asian cinema, personally, this is my opinion. I think I just see the character, not the actor. And I think that also has to do with um, me not uh, really knowing much about cinema, East Asian cinema. So I don't really know the actors because the actors are famous and they've acted in a lot of movies. But um, they're able to really integrate that well. Yeah, Right.
2: And also, I think one of other factors can be is like there are so many Asian immigrants right now in America. Right. So they want to see their representation. And I feel when they watch these movies and then the other fellow Americans watch them. So there has been like a, a very huge growth in like East Asian movies gaining popularity in the West or even in Europe, I feel.
0: Yeah, that's a good point. I think because Europe and America, like they control um, the streaming services and everything. So they do have the entire media mm-hmm. industry in a chokehold. But also, like Sully said, there are a lot of Indian Americans, there are a lot of African Americans in America. So do you think there's a reason why like, these other movies are not gaining as much traction? as east asian movies so i personally think that it has to do with resources um because i think east asia does have a lot more resources than all the other countries and industries that we mentioned before so and like as well as the built-on reputation foundations like for example japan movies like akira they're pretty popular from like many years ago right and i think for other countries um we're kind of just starting out recently or maybe like i also feel like we're overlooked because indian cinema as well like there are a lot of like movies that
2: are considered classics um in the entire world right right yeah i think another reason might be because like bollywood movies they might be viewed as just as fun like a indian movie has never won an oscar i know like oscar isn't like the definition of success but like I feel the West or the people view Bollywood movies as like fun to dance on weddings, but they don't take them seriously. Whereas East Asian movies, uh, if you see past two years at the Academy Awards, Parasite won the best movie. Minari, which was an American Korean movie. I am not sure about that status, but the actress won a supporting, best supporting actress award. So like there have been so many debates in India about why the Indian movie industry, India cinema is not producing like critically acclaimed movies in the past few years. And even if they produce, they are not that famous and they are not given that accreditations. Uh, Like it's not made popular. People don't go and watch them. So I feel, yeah, again, I want to enforce that like the Indian cinema has been stagnant for a few years and they are just focusing on money rather than the content. That could be one of the reasons I feel. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I think like, I watched some
0: um, local, I think it was a South Indian movie, and it was so good. And like, I think that didn't gain as much traction as some of the other mainstream movies, so that could be an issue. So, what about Mina? Would you say it's the same for Nigerian movies? That you know, it's considered to be serious or like, you know, taken lightly?
1: I think these days, or a lot of countries look towards uh, America for approval, like if they win an Oscar or a Grammy. If they win an Oscar, then they're seen to be a good movie. And that shouldn't be true, because I don't think that should be the mark of it being a good movie. Parasite won, and so that gave it um, more credibility. But even before that, it was a good movie. Um, For Nigerian movies, I'd say they are well loved in Africa. I'd say they are a giant in Africa, and so they just do their own thing, and they don't really care much about what the West thinks. And for the East Asian cinema, I'd say another reason that they grow or it seems to be growing is because most of the stories being told through TV shows and movies are very original. I'd say right now in America, there are a lot of remakes and part one, part two, part three of the same movie being done just with different storylines but same actors. So it's not that original. People want to see a different story, different faces and just um, something different on screen.
0: Yeah, yeah, I agree. I think even for Oscars, it's not really like a fair thing. They don't give it to, you know, objectively the best movie. It's like a lot of politics involved, like your movie, your Oscar, you know, Oscar Beatty movie has to come out during October, November, you need to go to these film festivals, like there's so much publicity involved, you know, and uh, I guess a lot of corruption as well. Yeah. so I think in a way, it's good that Nollywood movies are not really focusing on that, but rather catering to their own audience um, who will actually appreciate the movie. Alright, so yeah, that's that's great. So let's move on. So I'm going to do like a short this or that, um, since you guys have really different taste in TV shows and movies. Okay, so firstly, One Piece or Naruto? I'll go with One Piece. I'll
2: go with Naruto. Why? I don't know, I just connect with it like... I, come on, like, Naruto is my homie. Okay, that's a valid reason. Okay, next, you
0: or Money Heist? Money Heist.
2: I would say you because I haven't watched Money Heist. Oh, no. I just watched you season three and I would say, oh my
0: gosh. Okay, yeah. just... <laughs> what about Mina? Why, why are you picking Money Heist over you then?
1: I chose Money Heist because, uh, first of all, Spanish as a language is so beautiful. So just hearing them speak it is really nice. And uh, my home city is represented in the show. One of the oh. characters is called Nairobi. So I have to support my girl, um, R.I.P. And <laughs> well, and I just enjoy the storyline. It's somehow cliche, but it's a really feel-good action um, series.
0: All right. And last one, Quid Game or Alice in Borderland?
1: Alice
2: in Borderland. Alice
0: in Borderland. (laughs) Okay, so this is like a good segue to go to our next topic, which is Alice in Borderland. So thank you to all our Instagram audience for sending us your favorite movies and TV shows. I'm really sorry we couldn't talk about everything, but we got a lot of requests for Alice in Borderland, or Imawa no Kuni no Arisu in Japanese. So it's a thriller mystery show set in Tokyo. So maybe, Maina, would you like to just basically summarize the plot? Like, what is it about?
1: So it's basically a show that revolves around people who have somehow been teleported from Japan into an empty version of the country to play death games. They're given phones with a digital uh, handler and that lays the rule down so that the winners can claim card games, the card games that you play cards with, and that would signify that you have won the game. And so some people can take rest days, Uh, so that they can renew their visa as they play the games so they need to keep playing the games and winning them for them to stay longer in this parallel universe if their visa runs out then they are shot down with a laser from the sky so right that sounds a little bit complicated
0: um if you haven't watched it so just a little spoiler alert so what do you guys like about this tv show I guess for me, I really like how it was shot. Like, it's really impressive that the setting is in Tokyo and Tokyo is always so busy. And like, to see like the entire city so empty, like, I think that's pretty impressive how they shot it. And I also like um, the ending and how it uh, set it
2: up for the next season. Yeah, that's true. And for me, as I told you, like, I usually watch like Japanese rom-coms and they're pretty cliche. So I know what's going to happen and sometimes I just get distracted. But for this series, I was focused, like hundred percent focused for the eight episodes there wasn't a single moment like I could get distracted like it was that well shot that well written that well acted I mean 10 on 10 100 on 100 for me
1: me I'd say it was just the way the characters made you feel for them regardless of what they had done in their real life and in the alternate universe there was just an overarching theme of despair and it was really sad for all the characters and all of them were in some way outcasts and you could relate to a few characters um, in different ways so it just made you feel a lot which i really liked about it okay speaking of characters so who would you say were your favorite characters i would say quina was my favorite character she had a lot of depth to her there was a twist introduced towards the end and you couldn't have told because she just played her role so well and you were able to just see her growth from Carter in the beginning to where she is now. I found it interesting because the place the series called Alice in Borderland is related to Alice in Wonderland which is a story that I grew up reading about. I've watched the Hollywood movies about it and for Queena, I would relate her to A Caterpillar how she was able to just have some evolve from one person to the other. Wow. Interesting. Ansley?
2: Me, um, uh, I really like the main character Arisu, but uh personally I would go for Usagi because unlike any Japanese female character, she's very like empowered in her own way. She's not the stereotypical like I am the best, uh no man can compare to me. Like I don't like that type of feminism where they think that oh boys or men, they are inferior to me, like, oh, like, I can do everything you can. I mean, of course, like, I, I see myself as a feminist, but her character was very well balanced. Uh, when I watched her, I felt empowered by her, like she was a great supporting character. And uh, her story was pretty genuine, I could relate to her in some ways, it didn't seem like she suddenly had all these skills. She was preparing for it. And like, she did a pretty good job. The actress played it very well. And even in the story, she fits so well. And I think if I related to the Alice in Wonderland book, I think she played the rabbit because Usagi means rabbit. So she, yeah, she played the character really well. And like, I don't know, she wasn't the stereotypical bad uh, boss girl. But in a way, you could actually relate to her and feel empowerment. She didn't need no boy. But she was there to help others when they needed. Yeah. She wasn't a damsel in distress, but she wasn't like the too feministic figure that everyone is trying to portray now in Hollywood. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Right. It, I, I
0: agree. I think my favorites were um, Arisu and Usagi as well. Yeah. That's quite interesting. So I think another TV show that's also getting a lot of hype, I would say a lot more hype, is Squid Game. And a lot of people online are talking about how Alice in Borderland walked so Squid Game can run and stuff like that so both of the movies um have parallels to uh, real world capitalism so in both the movies um there are rich people who are betting on these people playing these games so what are your thoughts like um Squid Game is way more popular than Alice in Borderline do you think there's like a reason
2: why this is just my personal opinion like you know in squid game is ha- happening in real time like there is no illusion they know what they are getting themselves into they know how to play the games for Alice in borderland we don't know where it's actually happening we don't the viewers don't get enough information which realm are they in is it like all a dream what if this is just Arisu fainting and he's dreaming all this so there's a little bit of uncertainty and it's a little hard for the viewers to connect. But as for Squid Games, you can see yourself in that situation. Sometimes I'm like, huh, I could do the Dalgona coffee thing and win money, right? <laughs> but yeah, and I guess, uh, I guess the games are much easier in Squid Games than in, uh, in Alice in Borderland. <laughs>
0: Yeah, yeah, I completely agree. I think for me personally, I thought Squid Game was more palatable because the rules were clear and the intention of the characters were also easy to understand. So from the start, we knew that uh, these poor people in-depth, they're going to play this really dangerous game and all the games are like kid games from Korea. And so the rules were clear, like, you know, we knew what the characters wanted, where they came from. We get like a lot of background. So I think that's easier for the audience to connect. And I found Alice in Borderline a little bit hard to connect because like Sully said, there's no clear explanation and even for someone who hasn't watched the movie, if you listen to like a general plot summary, it's really hard to understand what is happening or like why is it happening. So it definitely requires a lot more patience. So I guess maybe because of that, um, Squid Game is more like simple and maybe
1: that's why it's more popular. What about Mina? What, what are your thoughts? I'd say for me it's hard to judge both series from an objective perspective because... I think they are different in their own ways. The only way I see them linking with each other are the death games. Um, Alice in Borderland is based on a manga. And so as the show goes on, it can't give too much away because there's more to reveal later. While Squid Game, uh, if it ends at, at season one, you could end it at that. Hang up, but you could end it at that because most of the story has been finished. I think Squid Game does a better job at character development because it's finishing as it goes on. And I'd say, yes, Squid Game is definitely more realistic, and Alice in Borderland has some fantasy aspects to it. It's very difficult to compare those two different themes together. Um, But personally, uh, from a subjective opinion, I'd say I prefer Alice in Borderland because I watch a lot of anime. And so I'm able to see some parallels to some of the animes I watch. For example, one of the characters, Chishia, we don't know much about him. Like we learned a lot about backstories of a lot of the characters. But there's a reason why we don't know Chishia's backstory. And so that's very interesting to me.
0: Okay, so what would be your final verdict? Alice in Borderland. All right, and Sully?
2: Yeah, I would say Alice in Borderland as well. Oh, but there is something, a logistical aspect as well. I read it somewhere that Squid Game was released on the day with like 34 language subtitles or like dubbed version of it. That's why it was more uh, uh, like out, re- it reached more places and it got more uh, viewers. Yes, the more viewership from many countries. <laughs> so yeah, that could also be a logistical aspect as well. But yeah, I totally agree to mine yeah, but for me it is Alice in Borderland.
0: But no hate to Squid Game, guys. Squid Game stands will be coming for you now. <laughs> okay, but yeah. So thank you guys for joining me today. So my final question would be like, as a viewer, or both of you. So you consume Bollywood, Nollywood, um, as well as like Japanese media and Korean media. So like a lot of a wide variety of you know movies and TV shows. So what would you be interested uh, in watching next, or what what are you looking forward to like? For example, for me, I would really want to have more local cinemas and more funding for indie movies because I think um, the money is really centralized over like one industry or you know, for example, even in Bollywood, like sorry, in India, like all the money is focused in Bollywood, so that gets like a lot more attention that than other parts of the country, making like equally or even better movies. So that's something that I would look forward to. Also, like a local cinema would be really nice, right,
2: right. For me, um, it, uh, this might sound very cliche, but I'm looking for, I'm going to watch all these Marvel lineups. I'm going to watch, um, Venom is not Marvel, but I'm going to watch Venom. I'm going to be watching Internals and the Spider-Man movie. But uh, for me, I would like maybe to see more movies, cinemas, where it's more relatable to the female leads. Like I, I've been watching a lot of videos about how toxic femininity is being produced by Hollywood movies where they show like in a way that is not relatable to more girls. I have seen many unfavorable comments towards Charlie's Angel and like uh, Captain Marvel. So maybe more women centric movies without them having unrealistic qualities or uh, skills that we cannot relate to.
1: Similar to Suli, I'd say I want to see more representation in the media even like um, more representation in like college kids going through life. Uh, there are a lot of high school age uh, TV shows and movies coming up and that's getting really tiring. Even knowing that the actors are like 30 year old playing 16 year olds, it's like what? So maybe more college shows that are more relatable. I think that would be better for me. Yeah.
0: Yeah, it's really weird because... No one's targeting this college demographic. Everything is said in high school. And once you graduate from high school, like, now when I watch those movies, it's like, I don't relate to it anymore. Like,
2: nothing. I, I All these Netflix movies, everything happening to these people. I'm like, I just went to school, came back home, went to came back home. Where was all this fun? I didn't experience any of this.
1: No one looks like that in high school. <laughs> it's so unrealistic. It's so
2: unrealistic. It's- oh.
0: Oh, all right. Yeah, that's that's true. So maybe we can end this episode by giving a movie recommendation or a TV show recommendation for something that's, you know, properly female centric or uh, represents college students or high school life properly. So for me, my pick would be Fleabag and Dairy Girls. So, yeah, please watch that. It's really good. Both of them are uh, character driven. It's, it's just good. Like I can rant about this forever. But yeah, we're running out of time. So Suli, Maina?
1: I would recommend, uh, dear white people, season one and two only. I don't know what's going on in season three, so I think that's a good representation of um, college life, kinda. Still, um, unrealistic, but it's it's nice.
2: For well, me, I would say, uh, I cannot think of any high school movie now for. But for a female centric rom com, I would say Hometown Cha Cha Cha, but. Uh, something I watched recently was The Chunking Express. It's not a high school movie or a female-centric movie but it's a really good feel-good movie and I feel if you are a person who loves to watch movies, you will enjoy this experience. So please watch it. It's a 1997 Hong Kong movie st- starring uh, Tony Leung and, directed- and directed by Wang Karwai. Amazing, guys. Watch it, please. It's Shasta's favorite as well. <laughs>
0: We love Tony Leong yes! and Wang kar in this house. Yes. All right. So thank you to Mina and Suli for joining me today. This was so much fun. I'm so glad we got to have this conversation. Thank you for having me. I had a good time. The best Sunday ever. <laughs> I'm so glad you had fun. <laughs> so thank you to our audience for listening to us as well. Thank you all for sending in your movie recommendations and TV show recommendations. You can follow us on Instagram at the Kaiwa Podcast. You can send us any comments, feedback, maybe some topic recommendations, guest recommendations. So you can always connect to us there. Thank you to our entire team. So I'd like to thank our editing team, Eugene and Nico, our PR and marketing team, Lisa, Farron, and Yuma. Our graphic design team, Tomoka and Kokoro. And once again, thank you to Sully and Mina for joining us. And have a great day, everyone.